chapter one hundred and six of the adventures of peregrine pickle volume two by tobias smollett this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter one hundred and six he enjoys an interview with amelia and makes himself ample amends for all the mortifications of his life godfrey who had taken leave of his sister on pretence of making a short excursion with peregrine whose health required the enjoyment of fresh air after his long confinement sent a message to her that same night announcing his arrival and giving her notice that he would breakfast with her next morning when he and our hero who had dressed himself for the purpose taking a hackney coach repaired to her lodging and were introduced into a parlour adjoining to that in which the tea-table was set here they had not waited many minutes when they heard the sound of feet coming downstairs upon which our hero's heart began to beat the alarm he concealed himself behind the screen by the direction of his friend whose ears being saluted with sophie's voice from the next room he flew into it with great ardour and enjoyed upon her lips the sweet transports of a meeting so unexpected for he had left her in her father's house at windsor amidst these emotions he had almost forgotten the situation of peregrine when amelia assuming her enchanting air is not this said she a most provoking scene to a young woman like me who am doomed to wear the willow by the strange caprice of my lover upon my word brother you have done me infinite prejudice in promoting this jaunt with my obstinate correspondent who i suppose is so ravished with this transient glimpse of liberty that he will never be persuaded to incur unnecessary confinement for the future my dear sister replied the captain tauntingly your own pride set him the example so you must e'en stand to the consequence of his imitation tis a hard case however answered the fair offender that i should suffer all my life by one venial trespass Hi ho who would imagine that a sprightly girl such as i with ten thousand pounds should go a-begging i have a good mind to marry the next person that asked me the question in order to be revenged upon this unyielding humorist did the dear fellow discover no inclination to see me in all the term of his releasement well if ever i can catch the fugitive again he shall sing in his cage for life it is impossible to convey to the reader a just idea of peregrine's transports while he overheard this declaration which was no sooner pronounced than unable to resist the impetuosity of his passion he sprung from his lurking-place exclaiming here i surrender and rushing into her presence was so dazzled with her beauty that his speech failed he was fixed like a statue to the floor and all his faculties were absorbed in admiration indeed she was now in the full bloom of her charms and it was nearly impossible to look upon her without emotion what then must have been the ecstasy of our youth whose passion was wedded with all the incitements which could stimulate the human heart the ladies screamed with surprise at his appearance and amelia underwent such agitation as flushed every charm with irresistible energy her cheeks glowed with a most delicate suffusion and her bosom heaved with such bewitching undulation that the cambric could not conceal or contain the snowy hemispheres that rose like a vision of paradise to his view while he was almost fainting with unutterable delight she seemed to sink under the tumults of tenderness and confusion when our hero perceiving her condition obeyed the impulse of his love and circled the charmer in his arms without suffering the least frown or symptom of displeasure 
not all the pleasures of his life had amounted to the ineffable joy of this embrace in which he continued for some minutes totally entranced he fastened upon her pouting lips with all the eagerness of rapture and while his brain seemed to whirl round with transport exclaimed in a delirium of bliss heaven and earth this is too much to bear his imagination was accordingly relieved and his attention in some measure divided by the interposition of sophie who kindly chid him for his having overlooked his old friends thus accosted he quitted his delicious armful and saluting mrs gauntlet asked pardon for his neglect observing that such rudeness was excusable considering the long and unhappy exile which he had suffered from the jewel of his soul then turning to amelia i am come madam said he to claim the performance of your promise which i can produce under your own fair hand you may therefore lay aside all superfluous ceremony and shyness and crown my happiness without further delay for upon my soul my thoughts are wound up to the last pitch of expectation and i shall certainly run distracted if i am doomed to any term of probation his mistress having by this time recollected herself replied with a most exhilarating smile i ought to punish you for your obstinacy with the mortification of a twelvemonth's trial but it is dangerous to tamper with an admirer of your disposition and therefore i think i must make sure of you while it is in my power you are willing then to take me for better for worse in presence of heaven and these witnesses cried peregrine kneeling and applying her hand to his lips at this interrogation her features softened into an amazing expression of condescending love and while she darted a side glance that thrilled to his marrow and heaved a sigh more soft than zephyr's balmy wing her answer was why i and heaven grant me patience to bear the humours of such a yoke fellow and may the same powers replied the youth grant me life and opportunity to manifest the immensity of my love meanwhile i have eighty thousand pounds which shall be laid immediately in your lap so saying he sealed the contract upon her lips and explained the mystery of his last words which had begun to operate upon the wonder of the two sisters sophie was agreeably surprised with the account of his good fortune nor was it in all probability unacceptable to the lovely amelia though from this information she took an opportunity to upbraid her admirer with the inflexibility of his pride which she scrupled not to say would have baffled all the suggestions of his passion had it not been gratified by this providential event matters being thus happily matured the lover begged that immediate recourse might be had to the church and his happiness ascertained before night but the bride objected with great vehemence to such precipitation being desirous of her mother's presence at the ceremony and she was seconded in her opinion by her brother's wife peregrine maddening with desire assaulted her with the most earnest entreaties representing that as her mother's consent was already obtained there was surely no necessity for delay that must infallibly make a dangerous impression upon his brain and constitution he fell at her feet in all the agony of impatience and swore his life and intellects would actually be in jeopardy by her refusal and when she attempted to argue him out of his demand began to rage with such extravagance that sophie was frightened into conviction and godfrey enforcing the remonstrances of his friend the amiable amelia was teased into compliance after breakfast the bridegroom and his companions set out for the commons for a license having first agreed upon the house at which the ceremony should be performed 
in the lodgings of the bride and the permission being obtained they found means to engage a clergyman who undertook to attend them at their own time and place then a ring was purchased for the occasion and they went in search of the lieutenant with whom they dined at a tavern and not only made him acquainted with the steps they had taken but desired that he would stand godfather to the bride an employment which jack accepted with demonstrations of particular satisfaction till chancing to look into the street and seeing cadwallader approach the door in consequence of a message they had sent to him by pipes he declined the office in favour of the senior who was accordingly ordained for that purpose on the supposition that such a mark of regard might facilitate his concurrence with a match which otherwise he would certainly oppose as he was a professed enemy to wedlock and as yet ignorant of peregrine's intention after having congratulated pickle upon his succession and shook his two friends by the hand the misanthrope asked whose mare was dead that he was summoned in such a plaguy hurry from his dinner which he had been fain to gobble up like a cannibal our hero gave him to understand that they had made an appointment to drink tea with two agreeable ladies and were unwilling that he should lose the opportunity of enjoying an entertainment which he loved so much crabtree shrivelling up his face like an autumn leaf at this intimation cursed his complaisance and swore they should keep their assignation without him for he and lechery had shaken hands many years ago the bridegroom however likening him unto an old coachman who still delights in the smack of the whip and dropping some flattering hints of his manhood even at these years he was gradually prevailed upon to accompany them to the place of rendezvous where being ushered into a dining-room they had not waited three minutes when they were joined by the parson who had observed the hour with great punctuality this gentleman no sooner entered the room than cadwallader in a whisper to gauntlet asked if that was not the cock-bod and before the captain could make any reply what an unconscionable whoremaster the rogue is said he scarce discharged from confinement and sweetened with a little fresh air when he wenches with a pimp in canonicals in his pay the door again opened and amelia broke in upon them with such dignity of mien and divinity of aspect as inspired every spectator with astonishment and admiration the lieutenant who had not seen her since her charms were ripened into such perfection expressed his wonder and approbation in an exclamation of adzooks what a glorious galley and the misanthrope's visage was instantly metamorphosed into the face of a mountain goat he licked his lips instinctively snuffed the air and squinted with the most horrible obliquity of vision the bride and her sister being seated in hatchway having renewed his acquaintance with the former who recognized him with particular civility peregrine withdrew into another apartment with his friend crabtree to whom he imparted the design of his meeting which the latter no sooner understood than he attempted to retreat without making any other reply than that of pshaw rot your matrimony can't you put your neck in the noose without my being a witness of your folly the young gentleman in order to vanquish this aversion stepped to the door of the next room and begged the favour of speaking with amelia to whom he introduced the testy old bachelor as one of his particular friends who desired to have the honour of giving her away the bewitching smile with which she received his salute and granted his request at once overcame the disapprobation of the misanthrope who with a relaxation in his countenance which had never been perceived before that instant thanked her in the most polite terms for such an agreeable mark of distinction he accordingly led her to the dining-room where the ceremony was performed without delay and after the husband had asserted his prerogative on her lips 
the whole company saluted her by the name of mrs pickle i shall leave the sensible reader to judge what passed at this juncture within the bosoms of the new-married couple peregrine's heart was fired with inexpressible ardour and impatience while the transports of the bride were mingled with a dash of diffidence and apprehension gauntlet saw it would be too much for both to bear their present tantalizing situation till night without some amusement to divert their thoughts and therefore proposed to pass part of the evening at the public entertainments in marylebone gardens which were at that time frequented by the best company in town the scheme was relished by the discreet sophie who saw the meaning of the proposal and the bride submitted to the persuasion of her sister so that after tea two coaches were called and peregrine was forcibly separated from his charmer during the conveyance the new married couple and their company having made shift to spend the evening and supped on a slight collation in one of the boxes peregrine's patience was almost quite exhausted and taking godfrey aside he imparted his intention to withdraw in private from the sea-wit of his friend hatchway who would otherwise retard his bliss with unseasonable impediments which at present he could not possibly bear gauntlet who sympathized with his impatience undertook to intoxicate the lieutenant with bumpers to the joy of the bride and in the meantime desired sophie to retire with his sister under the auspices of cadwallader who promised to squire them home the ladies were accordingly conducted to the coach and jack proposed to the captain that for the sake of the joke the bridegroom should be plied with liquor in such a manner as would effectually disable him from enjoying the fruits of his good fortune for one night at least gauntlet seemed to relish the scheme and they prevailed upon pickle to accompany them to a certain tavern on pretence of drinking a farewell glass to a single life there the bottle was circulated till hatchway's brain began to suffer innovation as he had secured our hero's hat and sword he felt no apprehension of an elopement which however was effected and the youth hastened on the wings of love to the arms of his enchanting bride he found crabtree in a parlour waiting for his return and disposed to entertain him with a lecture upon temperance to which he paid very little attention but ringing for amelia's maid desired to know if her mistress was in bed being answered in the affirmative he sent her upstairs to announce his arrival undressed himself to a loose gown and slippers and wishing the misanthrope good-night after having desired to see him next day followed in person to the delicious scene where he found her elegantly dished out the fairest daughter of chastity and love when he approached she was overwhelmed with confusion and hid her lovely face from his transporting view mrs gauntlet seeing his eyes kindled at the occasion kissed her charming sister who throwing her snowy arms about her neck would have detained her in the room had not peregrine gently disengaged her confidant from her embrace and conducted her trembling to the door which having bolted and barricadoed he profited by his good fortune and his felicity was perfect next day he rose about noon and found his three friends assembled when he learned that jack had fallen in his own snare and been obliged to lie in the same tavern where he fell a circumstance of which he was so much ashamed that peregrine and his wife escaped many jokes which he would have certainly cracked had he not lain under the imputation of this disgrace in half an hour after he came down mrs pickle appeared with sophie blushing like aurora or the goddess of health and sending forth emanations of beauty unparalleled she was complimented upon her change of situation by all present and by none more warmly than by old crabtree who declared himself so well satisfied with his friend's fortune as to be almost reconciled to that institution against which he had declaimed during the best part of his life 
an express was immediately dispatched to mrs gauntlet with an account of her daughter's marriage a town-house was hired and a handsome equipage set up in which the new married pair appeared at all public places to the astonishment of our adventurers fair-weather friends and the admiration of all the world for in point of figure such another couple was not to be found in the whole united kingdom envy despaired and detraction was struck dumb when our hero's new accession of fortune was consigned to the celebration of public fame emilia attracted the notice of all observers from the pert templar to the sovereign himself who was pleased to bestow encomiums upon the excellence of her beauty many persons of consequence who had dropped the acquaintance of peregrine in the beginning of his decline now made open efforts to cultivate his friendship anew but he discouraged all these advances with the most mortifying disdain and one day when the nobleman whom he had formerly obliged came up to him in the drawing-room with the salutation of your servant mr pickle he eyed him with a look of ineffable contempt saying i suppose your lordship is mistaken in your man and turned his head another way in presence of the whole court when he made a circuit round all the places frequented by the beaumont to the utter confusion of those against whom his resentment was kindled paid off his debts and settled his money matters in town hatchway was dismissed to the country in order to prepare for the reception of his fair emilia in a few days after his departure the whole company cadwallader himself included set out for his father's house and in their way took up mrs gauntlet the mother who was sincerely rejoiced to see our hero in the capacity of her son-in-law from her habitation they proceeded homewards at an easy pace and amidst the acclamations of the whole parish entered their own house where amelia was received in the most tender manner by mr clover's wife who had provided everything for her ease and accommodation and next day surrendered unto her the management of her own household affairs End of section one hundred and six end of the adventures of peregrine pickle volume two by tobias smollett